I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. Yeah. I raise a Heaven comes to fight for me, and I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm, louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar, up from the ashes, hope will arise, death is defeated, the king is alive. I raise a hallelujah with everything inside of me. I raise a hallelujah. I will watch the darkness flee. I raise a hallelujah in the middle of the mystery. I raise a hallelujah, feel you lost your hold on me, and I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm, louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar, up from the ashes, hope will arise, death is defeated, the king Hi, this is Molly, and I want to welcome you to uh, the podcast. And this morning, I want to talk about exposure. Now, I'm not talking about sun exposure. I'm talking about S-O-N exposure. God's Word teaches us from Hosea 4.6 that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You know, in my generation of people, um, there was a catchphrase that everybody used to say, you know, knowledge is power. And I'm like, I understand. But if you're not exposed to various things that are in this world, you can't have all the knowledge that God wants you to have in order to bring forth the gifts that he has deposited in your spirit. So exposure is really essential for knowledge. And sometimes um, the Holy Spirit, Spirit might draw you up to be exposed to things that you might think, um, oh, well, you know what, that's not for me. I have an example for you today. This past summer, um, I saw a commercial where Tom Hanks, and we all know who Tom Hanks is, I think most of us do. Um, he's a real big star in my generation of people. I saw him on a commercial and they advertised him as um, portraying Mr. Fred Rogers from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, really? So I'm thinking, so I was really curious as to why Tom Hanks would want to play Mr. Rogers. 
Now, here I am, a Christ follower. I love Jesus with all my heart, but I can tell you there are things that are still in me that the Holy Spirit is working on in order for God to get me where he needs for me to be for his glory, and I'm going to give you a really good example today. So I'm watching this um, commercial about Tom Hanks, and I thought, hmm, if he's playing Mr. Rogers, then there must be something... I need to find out more about Mr. Rogers other than the fact that I think he's kind of goofy and he's kind of saying kind of goofy and he'd come out and put these sweaters on and some would zip up and then he'd take his shoes off and put on tennis shoes and I'm like thinking, who would do that? Like, what is going on with this? So I find this documentary on Fred Rogers and it was about an hour long and guess who is narrating the documentary? Michael Keaton, Mr. Batman himself, Mr. Mom, you know, and I'm thinking, and I really have liked him as a comedian, and so I'm thinking, oh, golly, he's on here narrating this. Okay, so that caught my interest. So I kept listening, and I kept watching, and I was stunned. Michael Keaton had worked for him for about three years. Well, I was stunned at, at Mr. Rogers' story. Um, when he was a little boy, he was about five years old, he was heavy. And all the kids used to make fun of him and call him fatty. And I thought, wow, that immediately struck my heart because I always got teased when I was young. Kids in the neighborhood always used to call me fatty, and it crushed me. And it caused me to withdraw into myself. And then it would cause me to eat more because I was so unhappy that there was something that had turned when these kids started calling me names. So I kept listening to his story, and he started playing the piano at five. I played the piano, but it wasn't until I was around 10 or 11. And so that pricked my interest, and I thought, okay, I can, okay, I can identify a little. Well, Mr. Rogers was not a very popular guy in high school. And one of the big football stars um, got in an accident, and he had to be put in the hospital. And Mr. Rogers happened to be in his class, and the teacher called upon Fred Rogers to take him his homework. And he said the first thing he thought was, not me. They don't like me. I know that they talk about me. Like, please don't make me do this. He said, but he did it. You know, he was raised a lot around his family, and they had very good manners. He went ahead and was obedient and did what he was asked to do. So long story short, he makes uh, he forges a relationship with this football star. And he's in the hospital for a while to where they really develop a, a relationship of, of Fred going back and forth with his homework. And So when the football star goes back to high school, he starts telling everybody, Fred Rogers is a neat guy. He's a nice guy. Y'all need to get to know him. Ends up, he graduates from high school as the student council president, and he's a yearbook editor, and evidently had become very popular in high school. So I found it very interesting to see how God had placed it on someone's heart to befriend this person. You know, and we all need to do that, who maybe is sitting in the corner. They don't look like they're very sociable. We don't know what is going on in their hearts or what's happened in their lives to make them feel this way. But we're the ones as Christ followers who need to be the ones to reach out to the ones that are lonely, that we think are lonely, that others aren't even paying any attention to. 
So he goes to high school. I mean, he goes to college. He graduates from uh, Rollins Collings with a BA in music composition um, in Winter Park, Florida. Then he gets his theological degree. And then he graduates from the school child, uh, with a degree in child development. And he was hired as an assistant producer at NBC Studios. And he said one day he was a, an assistant producer for all these very famous shows at the time. He said he saw someone hitting someone in the face with a pie, and he thought to get a laugh. And he said, how degrading is that? And he said it kind of brought back forth those memories of people calling him names and stuff and how they thought it was funny. And he said he knew his mission in life was to reach children and show that they are human beings, that they need to be respected, that they need to be loved, they need to be listened to. So through several sets of circumstances, he starts Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Michael Keaton is behind the scenes for several years, helping him on the show. But these shows turned out to be shows where, you know, and Sesame Street was really big when my daughter was young and Big Bird. But the difference in Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street, which was really a big deal, was that Mr. Rogers addressed children and their feelings. How do you feel about things? He taught them about divorce. He taught them about marriage. He taught them about um, when JFK got assassinated. He brought those subject subjects up because all of us as children, we can be affected by things that are around us in the world and our families and we think we get this spirit of fear on us, and then we don't want to talk about it, and then we start burying it in us. But our thoughts take over, and then our thoughts become something. The devil uses them, and they become magnified to where we don't want to tell people about them, and then we start hiding our feelings. And Mr. Rogers knew it's important to nurture children and get those feelings out of them. So that that became his mission in life, and... So um, I've listened to a lot of people, um, you know, he had a live orchestra on set. He composed all the music, all the songs. He was really something for me to look up to and aspire to at this point in my life. And after I finished watching this documentary, and I hope I'm not going to cry, I really felt pricked by the Holy Spirit, like, you've judged a man that you don't even know. And I did, all, most all my life. And I went before the Lord and repented for judging someone I didn't even know. And I think as Christ followers, especially with the rhetoric that we're hearing in today's society, you know, Christ followers shouldn't certain, certainly shouldn't judge one another. If people are out on YouTube or they're trying to teach the Word of God or they're trying to sing the songs, maybe the Holy Spirit has birthed in their hearts. I think there's a lot of, there are a lot of Christians out there judging other Christians, and we shouldn't be doing that. Where, it's like I want to say, where is our mercy? My gosh. You know, we should have mercy upon people. So just another little tidbit about Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I went and, and watched a couple of his shows, and I was, I was stunned at what I learned. So I took my grandson we watched a couple together. I was also keeping another um, relative's son this summer, and he liked what he saw in Mr. Rogers. And we learned how to make cellos. We learned how to make guitars. We learned how they made erasers. We learned 
Um, we went to the harmonica store and learned how to make harmonicas. I had no idea he had all this in his show. I was stunned at what he was teaching children. He also, for those of you maybe who've never heard of Yo-Yo Ma, he's a world-class cellist. He had him on there. Um, Isaac Perlman, world-class American-Israeli violinist, had him on there. To expose children, exposure is essential for us. Sometimes we tend to get in our own little glitches. We get in our own around the people that we're used to being around all the time. We only like their opinions. We're only, we only like hearing what they say if they affirm us. And I can tell you that really isn't God. God's bigger than all this. Exposure for us is essential for us to grow and become everything that Christ has called us to be. And I think if we start judging people, then we're walking a line that we certainly, um, the Holy Spirit, that I pray that he would prick your hearts and convict you, you know, that maybe you need to go um, kneel, you know, on your knees to the North Star and ask for forgiveness from God Almighty about that. None of us has the whole ball of wax. You know, if we can get people into the kingdom and accept Jesus Christ as Savior so he can move through them and they can fulfill their destiny here on earth, we've done a big thing. As far as doctrinal things and stuff that we have all these arguments about in the kingdom, you know, I know I am a, an apologist, and I can tell you that it's, it's important to be doctrinally sound and that, yes, we must address those people who are not following the Word of God, King James Version, approved canon. Yes. But when it comes to all these other opinions and stuff, like, let's don't waste our breath. I mean, to me, it's like we're spinning our wheels doing that when we could be more effective in reaching out to children around us, those um, who have problems, those maybe who are lonely or fearful. You know, exposure is essential to Christ. He is waiting for his children with open arms to come to him. And I can tell you from being hopeless, had I not turned to Christ at that point in my life at 39 years old, you know, I looked up to heaven and I said, my daughter's life is not going to end up like mine. And if you're really real, you're going to have to help me. And so I came to the end of what I knew as a human. And I can tell you, I don't care if you're eight or 85, you will never learn everything there is to know on this earth and exposure to these things, even if you don't want to listen to Mr. Rogers, even if you don't want to listen to Yo-Yo Ma, even if you don't want to listen to Isaac Perlman, those could be the things that God is opening up for you to calm your spirit, to, um, I mean, it goes right biblically. When David played the, um, the lyre for King Saul, the evil spirits left him. Music is a wonderful gift that we've been given by God. But I want to tell you... Um, I had a basic knowledge of God when I was eight years old, but I can tell you from the time that people start calling me names and um, an adult around me tried to sexually um, pervert himself on me, my whole life started changing and I started withdrawing. And that is not a good place for any human to be. I don't want that for others. And for those that I believe that Satan has blinded their eyes, let's just have a little mercy on our fellow Christians who follow Christ. You know, I think that God would be very pleased, and it goes back to Scripture, judge not, lest ye be judged. You know, it's really scriptural. 
And exposure is essential in this big life that we've been given. Don't, you know, be so dogmatic and don't be so closed in in your mind. Open your mind to the things God has for you because knowledge is power. But God is really clear in his words, in his word as well. In Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So with all that being said, I want to thank you for today. And I want to tell you that you've got a father in heaven who loves you when no one else does. And he is holding out his arms to you. If you haven't been exposed to who is Jesus Christ, what is that cross for? Or I'm not turned to him and he has become a stumbling block for you. I can tell you, if you'll just expose yourself to him just a little and let open your heart to him, you're going to be amazed at the difference in your life. If you're miserable, if you feel like you're grouchy all the time and you have a temper all the time and you're angry all the time, he can deliver you from all those things. I've had all that. I mean, there's not a lot I haven't been exposed to, but I allow myself to be exposed to it, to learn. You know, I'm never going to stop learning and God doesn't want us ever to stop learning. Knowledge is power. And God bless you. I love you. And I will see you next time on this podcast. Jesus is Jesus without all the junk. Thanks so much. And God bless you. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah, my weapon is a melody, yeah. I raise a hallelujah, heaven comes to fight for me, and I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated, the king is alive. I raise a hallelujah with everything inside of me. I raise a hallelujah.